Okay, let's talk about observations. Um, there are different ways we can think about observations, as usual, with research methods. And um, But first of all, what is an observation? My favorite summary of an observation is basically looking or experiencing systematically. So there is a purposeful experiencing of a situation. Um, <clears throat> we usually start out similar to reflective practice with a description. We try to describe the environment within which we are observing in as much detail as is appropriate for the situation you know in so if if you're observing something and someone or a group of individuals and for some reason their clothing items are important because they are cultural signifiers of some sort then noting down observations of these clothing items clothing clothing items <laughs> might be important however if this is something so if you're doing an observation in a clinical setting and everyone is expected to wear certain um, lab coats for instance then this may not be a necessary thing to note down unless maybe someone is preaching what would normally be expected to be wearing in that situation so description is what you start out with you can also start, so if you're doing a participant observation, you're in the, in the field, you might also want to note down how you were feeling, how you were reacting um, to that situation and so on to take note of your own bias or influence on that situation. So, but first things first, so what is observation? What does one actually do to observe? What do you think? What do you do when you're observing? In your own world, how does this look like? So in my world, I watch, I listen, I pay attention. Um, you may um, you may be more inclined to how does it feel? What does it smell like? Is it light? Is it dark? And um, there are different ways of of observing, but pay attention to who you are as an observer as well. And there are different types of observation. So quite often I start with um, showing images or videos and ask people what they note, you know, what they notice when they are watching the videos or when they are looking at images. Um, or you could also do if when they're listening to conversations happening, you know, is there anything you can pick out? Tone of voice, who's speaking more often, who's speaking more loudly and so on. So we can split observations into all kinds of different types of observations. So I start with the, the kind of context of the observation. So there are, for instance, user observations, which can happen in a laboratory. And I was told about a situation, for instance, where um, a product company had uh, people in a kitchen and it was a lab that was all set up like kitchens and they were watching them how they were making cakes because they wanted to see how 
often certain drawers were used, where people were looking for items to have better product design in kitchens and noticed that every time they needed to put something in a measuring cup, people had to bend down or hold the cup to see how how high the liquid was in the cup and then noticed that it would be good to put a little... Um, a little bit in the measuring cup so that the cup could remain on the counter and people could still see how high the levels of liquids in these cups were. So that is, for instance, a user observation. A clinical observation, um, the example I provide in the, in the presentation for the course, is a dental hygiene clinical observation form. And this is a observation performer you can use. So this is a very structured observation. You can also have laboratory observations so where people are put into a situation in a lab to control the environment and the influences on a social interaction amongst a group of people, for instance. So we have different clinical observations, user observations, laboratory observations. This is not an extensive list. This is just to give you some examples. However, there is also another way of thinking about observations, and this is thinking about how that process of the observation happens. So is it a structured or systemic observation, or is it a naturalistic unstructured observation? So in a structured systemic observation, we would usually prepare a observation pro forma or an observation matrix. We go into the situation with some assumptions about what is going to happen and what we think we may observe. So as the, in the example in our slides, I show you a video clip when the NASA celebrated the inside probe landing on Mars. So for that, we could make an educated assumption that because we know the landing was successful, that we might observe expressions of joy. So in the group, in the CBD session, we usually sit together and make a note of what are expressions of joy. And we write them down. And then we watch if we can hear or see or notice any of these expressions of joy in that video. A naturalistic or unstructured observation is where you go into a situation without making assumptions. And in this situation, having an observation pro forma would actually not be ethical. So in an observation where we have a where we are making assumptions and we just want to want to check if we can corroborate these or in how far we can corroborate these, then an observation performer is a valid thing to do. However, if you're going for an exploratory approach and a naturalistic unstructured observation, imagine you then create an observation portfolio uh, performer. What happens? You're already making assumptions before you go in, at which point you will bias your observation towards the assumptions you're making. So in a naturalistic or unstructured observation, they are to some degree more difficult because you have to you have to keep reminding yourself to keep an open mind and to really notice things, you know, um, about things that are going on in that situation. So the example I have in the slides 
is actually a student project presentation which was published. And it's quite interesting to not make assumptions about it and just keep watching how people are talking and how they present themselves. So I usually ask students then, what do you notice? How would you describe it? What can you conclude? The last thing we can use after forms of observation and uh, locations of observation, we can talk about levels of involvement. And here observation has a really, really wide range from participant observation, from being a complete participant, which means being part of a group of people you're observing, doing everything they are doing as well, to a laboratory observation where you're completely removed from the situation. So from going being completely involved to being completely removed from a situation, sitting behind a mirrored glass screen or on the other end of a camera and watching a live situation unfolding. So, and that would be a laboratory observation, for instance. So you can you have the, the complete opposite ends of the spectrum of involvement in observations as well. And all these things need to be discussed and justified in your methodology. So that links us back to why we need a methodology, because we need to figure out if we think, oh, observation, that's the thing, that's the way for me to go. Um, then I need to justify, well, how much do I want to be part of that observation? How much can I have it just open and unstructured or how much am I looking for very specific behavior patterns, have identified what markers or what, what um, characteristics they have I want to watch out for. So all of this needs to be justified in your methodology and also in your ethics form. So this links us back to methodology and why we need that to focus on methodology and explain what we are doing and why we are doing it that way.